just as we all have a physical health, we also have a mental health too. At times, we need to disconnect from all of the noise that is distracting us. Today's guest did just that as he spent time living in the forests of a Buddhist monastery with his monk brother. Over this time, not only did he write a book, but he conceived a startup to teach individuals the skills to live happy and full lives. Normally, Forbes 30 Under 30 recipients find themselves on my other shows, That Entrepreneur Show, and Writing with Authors. But today's guest, who is streaming from Australia, is able to hop on this show too. He is also going to share the mental health challenges he has faced, ways he stays mentally healthy each day, how he balances a stressful and large workload, and so much more. And as we have someone from Australia on the show today, Stay tuned for this week's spotlight story with one of Australia's most celebrated Olympians, Ian Thorpe, toward the end of the show. Before I get ready to bring him on, let's learn how Evan podcasts. Evan, which platform do you stream your shows through? Yeah, mainly through Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There you go. When in the day do you find yourself listening to your shows? Mainly in the evening. Mainly in the evening, yeah. Evening it's relaxing, after winding up the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, is that in the car? Or do you have it on a stereo? Yeah. Normally, while I'm when I'm cooking, actually, so I always pop it on the speaker and um, and just while I'm cooking, and um, chances to sort of uh, unwind and um, you know, it's, it's a good time. Good, I like that. Personal solitude time. Making the best of your time, multitasking. He's a grinder, and you're going to learn all about him today. But thank you for sharing that, Evan, and everyone listening on. Welcome and thank you for joining us. It is once again time to talk all things mental health, and this is a mental health break. I am your host and author of the books, Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. You could find more about me at Vincent A. Lancey across all social media and YouTube, and those books are on Amazon. For those of you who are stopping by for the first time today, I sit down with mental health advocates and professionals from all over the world each week to help you on your journey. We all have a different why relating to mental health. I began focusing on my mental health after suffering a traumatic brain injury, and you will hear different whys relating to mental health advocacy each week. And before I bring on this guest, I want to share that this episode is brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call them today for a free consultation. Their info is in the show bio. I had originally connected with today's guest many months ago, maybe even a year at this point, to showcase his accomplishments and inspire business owners on that entrepreneur show. He's an author, a social entrepreneur, and a humanist who is changing humanity for the better in countless ways. I mentioned we're going international again. We are stopping in Australia because I work hard to add mental health perspectives from all over the world because I feel it can add immense value to you, the listeners. You never know what part of someone's journey is going to help you most. And as I mentioned, after being fortunate enough to connect with Evan a few times, I learned his willingness to talk about this side of his story. He's on a mission to change the world. We're going to hear how. Evan Sutter, thank you so much for joining the show. Hey, Vincent. Pleasure to be here, man. Good to um, reconnect and have another chat. 
Always, Evan, always. Would you mind introducing yourself to this audience who may have missed your episodes on That Entrepreneur Show and Writing with Authors? Yeah, one, wonderful introduction. I'm, I'm, I'm an author. I've just written a new book called Awake, which is basically a toolkit around a whole range of different skills that we can implement, implement into our lives to boost our mental health and our holistic health, um, ranging from gratitude to mindfulness, meditation, self-compassion, resilience. Um, also, social entrepreneur founded a company called Hapsley, which is um, sort of working around um, sustainability and employee well-being and really sort of regenerating local communities and um, getting people to, you know, spend their money with um, businesses that are doing more. And, um, yeah, and a speaker that's um, been lucky enough to get on stages and speak about my journey and, and happiness and well-being and and uh, travel and suffering and all those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, it's sort of all connects in some way in terms of um, making hopefully a, a positive impact. You heard some things there, happiness, well-being, combating stress. These are a lot of things Evan is going to dive in today. You heard what he does on the business side, and now we have the opportunity to learn about the mental health side. Evan, across your life, what areas did you experience the most related to mental health as far as challenges? Mate, um, I think if you look at like the spectrum of mental health, like you look at depression on one end and, and flourishing on the other in terms of like ultimate, ultimate well-being, I think I was somewhere sort of in that sort of murky place, like lost, like in terms of like a general like dissatisfaction with life. Um, mainly, mainly, maybe you could call it like a languishing where a lot of my things, my choices were coming from a place of lack. You know, um, I was very quick to cover up things like boredom and loneliness and and any kind of discomfort in those things like drugs and sex and partying and and all those things. So I think um, it was quite like I think like Faroe quoted, you know, a, a quiet desperation. It was it was sort of like that, which I think is um, you know, you don't label it with anything. It was just sort of like a general um, you know, dissatisfaction with life and um, not really knowing what what to do and sort of just running in the same circle again and again. You know, chasing after. Um, sort of feelings of pleasure and external things over and over. And I think you can get trapped and lost in, in that pattern again and again. It can be, you know, real crippling. And also because it's, it's sort of like a, a sort of silent thing, right? Like a lot of people do that, you know, out partying and drinking and drugs and um, you don't really know, you know, why you're doing the things you are made. And before you, before you realize you've sort of got yourself into a, a bit of a trap and um, it's really hard to sort of, know which way is the right way to get out of it. And especially when a lot of people around you are doing the same thing. So I think for me, it was more of a, just a, you know, a, you know, a languish, a languish in sort of filling up this sort of lack. So it slowly started creeping on you. I'm, I'm guessing where these decisions you were making, they weren't sitting with you anymore. You realized that maybe you were masking something up. Was mm. there an exact yeah. moment when this all, when it all came to an end, when you made that change for the better? Yeah, I think, it, and it's a, um, a big moment. I think I was lucky enough to have a brother. I've got three older brothers and one was a monk living in Thich Nhat Hanh's Plum Village over in France. And he invited me over there and I spent three months, um, you know, really slowing down and really, you know, really getting to know why I was doing all those things in the first place. Three months without sex and drugs and alcohol and parties and three months just by myself, really um, examining the roots, root causes behind all those actions and um, learning things like meditation and sharing and communication at the same time. So, um, you know, that was the big experience, you know, three months to really step outside that noise and clutter and, and really get a little bit of clarity around, um, you know, you know, what was really driving those actions in the first place. And I, interesting enough, I think a big change came from Thich Nhat Hanh when he, he said this quote, the, um, the trick is not to run away from your suffering. And I remember, you know, thinking um, that was all I ever did, right? I was using all those different things as entertainments, as covers to, so 
I never had to face anything that was really in front of me. And I, I think that's, you know, easy these days when you've got all these kinds of distractions with social media and, and Tinder and dating and all these things, we can cover up all those emotions that are unpleasant or uncomfortable and quickly run to something else that's more, you know, pleasurable. And I think I just got, I got stuck in that pleasure trap for a long time and um, it can really zap your zest and energy for living and life and, and really affect your relationships and all that kind of stuff, you know? I love the way you put that. I wrote that down. I was using entertainments as covers so I didn't have to face those things in front of me. Mm -hmm. I think that can resonate with a lot of people listening on, especially at one point in their life where life got too challenging. You wanted to mask it. And unfortunately, alcohol, these are things that are right in front of us all the time and they're accessible. Was this the same moment where you started even talking about your mental health in public? Was this the same experience after you went away or when did you start really sharing your advocacy for mental health. Yeah, I think um I think um two points there. There was one time in the um in the monastery where you get in groups of people and you share, you share about your experiences. And and for me, I think it probably took me two months to be able to share genuinely and openly because it was such a a difference like coming from a, like a, a masculine culture where you know especially as a male you don't share about how you're feeling and what you're going through so um it took me about yeah two months to really soften around those hard edges and and open up about some experiences in my life. And actually that helped realize why I was doing all those things. So that's probably the one thing, like getting used to actually share in that environment where people, other people are super open and vulnerable. And then also when I came back from that experience, they asked me to write an article about my time there. And I wrote an article, um, not ever planning for it to go any further. I just wrote an article about my experiences, three months about some changes about my um, relationship with all those covers and distractions. And um, there was such a really wonderful response and, and especially other people who were friends of mine who were going through similar things really resonated with that. And um, from there, I got invited to do talks at schools and that was something that, you know, I was really passionate about really, um, you know, just spreading some, you know, planting seeds to get people to look at things a little differently. And I think that was the sort of the beginning, that article, which then, um, you know, really encouraged me to um, spread it a little bit further. You know, there's a lot of people out there that I didn't think would benefit from it or re even resonate with it. But um, I think they um, found that it was super useful. And um, I was um, then, you know, really passionate about getting out there a little bit more and, and maybe helping some other young people. You're doing tremendous work and I commend you for sharing your story, especially as a male, there is even more stigma around mental health, finding males to share their story because, and at the spotlight story I mentioned at the end of the show, we're going to come up on mm. in just a bit. Kevin Love, and this comes up a lot, was once that story basketball player in the NBA. He talks about his father telling him, you're a man, you mask those emotions, you mask those feelings. Mm. And that's just the yeah. culture that has been in society since, since time, since man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're doing a great service. Thank you again for sharing your story today. But now we're going to ask you to help our audience, Evan. If you could pick two short-term, long-term initiatives, some things that really work well for you, either or, what can you offer our audience? Yep. Um, short-term, you know, based on that experience, I think, and, and very important now more so than ever, is um, giving yourself a few, a few tech-free zones. So blocking out, whether it's a night a week or a couple of mornings in the week where you just disconnect from tech and, and and spend a little bit of time by yourself, whether that's a bit of solitude, whether you go and go for a walk or um, go sit under a tree, just the more time that you can sort of see what it is behind those actions. Um, you know, are you, are you a little bit bored? Are you reaching for the remote? Are you a little bit lonely? Are you grabbing for the phone? And just really start to see um, what is behind your actions and, and why you're doing the things you're doing. So I think that's super important. I think, um, you know, 
sometimes it's really tricky when we're inside the noise and the clutter to try to outthink our problems. Yeah. I think sometimes we need to step outside and reconnect our mind with our body to give ourselves a little bit of clarity, a little bit of peace of mind, and just little times each day. It could even be five times each day. We have 20 minutes, we go and go for a walk and, and sit under a tree. Mm-hmm. These short-term things where we just can disconnect, disconnect and, and really see how we're feeling, right? When we're in, like, I think it's the polyvagal theory, this sort of traffic light system, you know, green, yellow, and red, when we're in the yellows and the reds, when fear is present or, or stress or we're worried, it's really hard to have any clarity of thoughts and really think clearly. And, you know, we need to get ourselves back in the green so we can have a little bit of clarity and a little bit of peace of mind. So then all those struggles and those obstacles, you can actually come at them in a, in a more you know, approachable way rather than coming at it from a, a fear response, which you can never, you can never do in a, in a, in a, in a good way. So Absolutely man, that gives you enough there. time just to um disconnect for a little bit. And, you know, we can do it short term. We can do it tonight. We can do it tomorrow. Um, I, I, I do it, you know, I'll build it into my life. And it's been something that, you know, from that experience living in the monastery where I disconnected for three months, I saw just how valuable it was and how necessary again and again um, in all our lives. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I insert walks throughout my day, every single day, multiple walks and shout out to mm-hmm. Richie Basio. Dr. Basio is a expert in both of my mental health books. He's been on the show, high school friend, college friend. He mm-hmm. gave me on when you take your walks, leave the phone in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take in the natural noises, the birds, the cars, whatever, or I have it in my pocket on like a timer. For example, I'll do five minutes one way, five minutes back around my complex, come back to my mm-hmm. house and you can't make sound decisions when you're not thinking clearly. You said that perfectly. Yeah. I, as we mentioned, we're recording this right now, 5 a.m. Eastern, my time. He's in the evening. And it's after 8 p.m. here in Australia. Yeah. 8 p.m. He's, I already had my morning workout. That's something for me. What works mm. for some doesn't work for everyone. For me, that clears my head. It gives me the energy to go power through till about lunch with no caffeine and it's something that I really credit as well. So thank you for sharing the walks. Is there anything else that works for you? Yeah, yeah. I think um, the more time you spend by yourself, then you can start implementing all those things like gratitude and what went well. I really like what went well. I look, you know, before bed, I think of three things that went well during the day and why, and really creating that association between what you did to make that a good day. You know, I think that's important. That's things we can, when we stop and slow down a little bit, disconnect from the tech, we can, um, um, those things become a little bit more clearer. And then, we can really get to understand why we're doing the things we're doing. And that's where, you know, those important Greek, Greek teachings, they said the most important teaching is know thyself. We get to connect to ourselves and get to connect to our values and, and we can really, um, you know, we can see what is important in our life and then we can create the conditions for those things to thrive. So if we really value, say, family, we can then create some time throughout the week to connect with our family. If we, if we value creativity, can we set aside a time to work on our screenplay? If we value adventure can we dust off the old surfboard and go for a surf and i think that's important too to be playful and create space for you to do the things that you really enjoy and i think life's um you know super challenging it's up and down we need to find like find what we really like but we we don't know what we really like until we give ourselves the space to say oh this is this is what's important for me and then we go out and 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 actually create the conditions right like if you if your health's important and you've got all your lounge and your tv everywhere and you don't have space to have a stretch or a roll or to you know even move your body then you're not going to do it so i think once you get the time and space to realize what you want to do then you create the conditions in your life to allow them to happen more and more and then you're ready you know 
you know, sort of actively doing those things each day. Like for you, it's that the morning gym session. These are like building those things into your life that makes it so easy to do, right? Yes. Mm. And yeah, I mean, the way you say it there, Evan, you're on fire this episode. I got to say, I'm very, very pleased with everything you're offering, creating the conditions you described it as. And mm. entrepreneurship, as you can relate, in the beginning, it's 18, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy work. And I just turned 30 and now I'm trying to make it, I've realized I've found simple pleasures once I've created this life for me with the gym, mm. making time for family, having the freedom of schedule that I dictate things. But now mm. I've realized I could be giving myself more time away from the computer as you are very ambitious. I have a lot of goals for myself and mm. uh, age is just a number. So now I've taken some mm. steps back. I've lacked on the social media part for this and it's okay for me. I've accepted but I think it's it. important too to realize that like things change and always shifting exactly. and evolving. So at some points you might work more and have the energy and space for it. And other times you might realize, hey, this is important for me to disconnect from it and go and do something I enjoy. And that's 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 okay, right? We go through different challenges and times and and what worked last month can you can shift and evolve into something else. And I think yeah, that's where the playfulness comes in. Playfulness is really important and also being creative and skillful in, you know, you know reshaping things that may be obstacles and, and trying something new, especially, you know, we've all faced that during COVID lockdown. We've had to be creative in how we you know, spend our time and, and enjoy our times. Right. So um, yeah, you, you know what works for you, but you also be prepared to evolve and be open. I think open rather than close is super important. Got to be open, always changing, always growing and always learning. The learning never stops unless you wanted to tuning into podcasts like this will level mm -hmm. up your mindset no matter what your goals are, you will walk away from something. I promise yeah. you. Lifelong learning. I got to ask you, what do you plan on doing to raise more awareness for mental health? Are you going to share your story again, do more interviews? Um, mate, this is all part of it. Like, you know, the new book, Awake, which is... um. Yeah, you know, talk about that a little more, please. Yeah, yeah. so I, I've written like a, a two books before, but I really wanted to make it um, a really sort of practical toolkit. So there's thought-provoking content, and then you can actually have practices to really implement into your life that you can boost your well-being. And that's why I've made it a really holistic, um, many, many modalities. So you've got the things of it to boost your emotional intelligence, your awareness, your self-compassion. There's you takes you to guided meditations and mindfulness. And it's a really like holistic toolkit that we can use to learn skills to boost our happiness. And, um, you know, Matthew Ricardo is his famous Buddhist monk. He, he wrote a book called Happiness and um, really talked about happiness as a skill and one, one in which we can actually cultivate. So I think this book is really a toolkit to um, learn simple ways where we implement it to our lives. Maybe it's like the tech-free zone, whether it's the gratitude, whether it's the, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone, stretching yourself, um, a whole range of different exercises, over 30 practices that you implement into your life. There's around nutrition and sleep and all these things. So um, basically it's what, what's worked for me. There's um, a lot of sharing exercises and um, openness to really encourage, um, you know, that kind of vulnerability. And it's things that have really worked for me and also taken the best from, um, you know, the, the leaders in positive psych and things like that to have a toolkit that's accessible and fun and you can take anywhere and um, hopefully, use it as a way to um, learn to enjoy your life, even amongst all the chaos. Thank you for creating that book. I know the value it's going to provide to a lot of people. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show. You will find out how to get that book. I'm looking at it right now on our video. Yeah. Be sure to grab a copy if it sounds right for you. He's a great author who puts a lot of work and a lot of time into his projects. You will not be disappointed. As I mentioned before, we have a spotlight story on each show. If it's your first time with us, I shared the mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. 
I want you to understand that even though someone looks healthy from the outside, the inside may be the opposite. And we are going to look into the story of one of the most celebrated Olympians from Australia, Ian Thorpe. And we're going to kick it off with a quote that may relate to many of you in a different situation. You go from doing between 30 or 40 hours of training a week to then wanting to not only fill in that time, but also find something you're passionate about again. And you also compare that to what you used to do, the success you once had. I really do think this can be a challenge for a lot of people out there as life. We've been talking about transitions mm. today, going from mm. one thing to the other. It's a lot of pressure on yourself. This is someone who, before retiring for the first time at only 24 years old, he already broke 22 world records. Mm. So we're talking Michael Phelps status here. However, simultaneously, this world-renowned swimmer battled, as the article puts, crippling depression and has been battling mental health challenges since he was a teen. I also learned there were situations when he says being in the spotlight where you're frequently reminded of your accomplishments just made it worse. Mm. I'm going to fill it in with one more quote to end us off. Because you've done something extremely well, you start to question why you feel the way you do. It becomes difficult when you try to rationalize that. There's also a sense of guilt for not feeling on top of the world when really you should be. But if you're a depressed person in a depressed state, you don't rationalize things well. You have to be out of that period to be able to see things clearly. I also learned that things got so bad for him at one point where in his autobiography, he talked about extensively self-medicating with alcohol and started to plan potential places to end his life. A lot going on here, Evan. What's your takeaways? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like what we are talking about before, right? Life's shifting and always changing and it's always fickle and it's unpredictable. So um, what was what worked for you in the past is, is changing, right? And, um, you know, what um, gave you satisfaction or a sense of accomplishment is all, all also shifting too, right? So, um, um, you know, I think we see that people in all walks of life are, are vulnerable and, and um, also face many many challenges and changes and uh, as human beings right it's um not about being happy or or being well all the time right it's uh, about having the tools and skills to still function when feel, things go wrong because they will and they will again and again like our bodies are you know impermanent and fickle and and what could be healthy today can change tomorrow and same if our mind and same if the people we love can get sick and die and um you know that's always changing and um mm -hmm. you know if we um don't have the appropriate tools to deal with them um we're gonna we're gonna struggle and suffer again and again so um and yeah also you know people in in those positions maybe they feel like you know they don't have anyone to speak to out about it too so um just having a general conversation with someone you, you care about and someone you respect is also important too. And um, learning from people around you who've gone through similar experiences is important. Learning from people around you, hopefully using this podcast as a similar avenue where you're hearing from other individuals, their stories, hopefully they can help you. Thank you for that analysis of the Spotlight story. And Evan, I want to thank you so much for coming on this show. The value is tremendous. Your openness to share about your time you took away to live in the monastery, how it gave you that clarity all the way up to now. Another book, his third book, which is mental health related. Can you please now tell everybody not only where to find that book, but how to find you, say hello to you, request your yeah. services. Yeah, the books are um, available at um, most of the big stores there in the US. So jump on, if you just type in Evan Sutter Awake, you'll find it there at Amazon or Target or um, Barnes and Noble and a lot of indie stores around the major cities. Um, you can find out more about me at evansutter.com. So E-V-A-N-S-U-T-T-E-R com and um there you'll find more about the book and and some talks i've done and a lot of a lot of different content that i've written and, and spoken about 
Thank you. And also there, there you'll see my podcast, Satisfaction, as well, which is um basically all around society and culture and philosophy and, and things like that. Yeah, be sure to check out that podcast, check out all his work. Evan, you want to give our audience a last word? Yeah, just um, you know, life's challenging and tough and fickle. And um, you know, it's important to um, you know, learn different things that allow you to to still grow when things go wrong and and also to enjoy your life because um it's it's um not guaranteed for too long too. So um find ways to enjoy your life and um surround yourself with good people. Well said. As you're checking out Evan all over the internet, check the show out too. We're at a mental health break on all social media except for Twitter, podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from all of those shows. You know, Twitter has that character limit. So we had to get creative over here. I am at Vincent A. Lancey on YouTube, all social media. Website is vincentalancey.com. As I mentioned, Mental Health Week is now out and live on Amazon, along with Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. Be sure to check out a copy. And thank you for listening. See you next week on a mental health break. Evan, thank you so much. Thanks, Vincent. Keep up the great work, mate.